Hi, and welcome to Biography with me. This is Emily. This is Janelle. And today we are talking about someone I'm really excited to talk about, um, Mindy Kaling. Yay! Yay. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about how we know her um, and then the structure of her first book, because this is the first of many. And then we're going to get into some of the things that we liked. And I mean, I didn't have a lot that I disliked, so... Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. So we're reviewing is everyone hanging out without me and other concerns. Yes. Which when I first saw the title, I was kind of like, what is this going to be about? But it, I think it fit. The title fit well with. Yeah. It's an interesting book. Yeah. We'll get into it as always. Yeah. So I, I mean, I first was introduced to Mindy Kaling through one of my all-time favorite shows, The Office, where um, she was the infamous Kelly Kapoor. And then I also, like, through that, learned that she was a writer for the show. Um, and then I haven't watched The Mindy Project, but that's kind of, like, how much I know about her. I came to The Office late, so I actually knew her first in No Strings Attached. Oh, yeah, she plays one of the roommates and No Strings Attached. Interesting. And then um, probably like 2016, I watched The Office and mm. from there, The Mindy Project. And then she's actually been in a ton of movies. Yeah. Now that I think about it, the late night movie was really good too. Mm-hmm. But that's like a more recent one. I, I want to like look back and see like some of the earlier movies that she's been in. I have, have a list. <laughs> How ironic. Janelle just whipped out a whole scroll (laughs) she started reading it to me so she's been in no strings attached uh 40 year old virgin what was she in 40 year old virgin i think she was on like a um like one of the speed dating oh yes um i like can see it now yes so then she was on five-year engagement the night before a wrinkle in time Oh my gosh. Yeah, the live action like Wrinkle in Time movie with like Oprah was in it and everything else. And then she also had a role in Ocean's 8. Huh. I would definitely do like a movie night of just watching movies that she's been in. Just because yeah. I feel like it's like a, that's very random. Like yeah. it's like romantic comedy, sci-fi, action. She's done like a little bit of everything. She was also um, a voice on Inside Out, the little cartoon oh, movie. Oh, yeah. She played Sadness, maybe? The she, blue one. That's funny, because she has, like, the most, like, high-pitched, fun voice. I think it, like, suited the character. Yeah. Like, if you watch, like, a clip from Inside Out, like, it almost, like, resembles her to some extent with, like, the bob um, that oh, Kelly Kapoor used yeah. to have. Right? I could see that. And then, I don't know if you've ever watched this one, um, Late Night yeah. was the movie she made... F- I think Amazon Prime has mm-hmm. it. That was I a watched good that one. on like a flight and I was very impressed. Yes, I really like that one. And I think that flashes back to like her background with um, Conan and yeah. SNL. So, yeah. yeah. So, did, have you like before you looked up that list, you've seen No Strings Attached? Have you seen any of like the other? I mean, I've seen 40 Year Old Virgin, but oh, I don't yeah. remember her from it. Yeah. Um, the Office is, I mean, who hasn't seen like a million memes of The Office? Yeah. And honestly, like everything she's written, 
I've really enjoyed. So, like, Four Weddings and a Funeral on Hulu was really good. Oh. If you ever watched that, there was only one season. I don't know if it was, like, a COVID thing that got it canceled. There was supposed to be another season. It hasn't been out. So, don't know if we're going to see that again. Um, Never Have I Ever on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. And then, um, I think she had some writing credits on Champions. That was only one season. Had one of her co-stars from... Um, from the Mindy Project that mm-hmm. she wrote with. And I think she had some acting scenes in that as well. Okay. And then Sex Lives of College Girls, which yeah. I know we both enjoyed. Yeah, I was going to say, I I didn't forget. I was like, oh, that's something I want to talk about because it's one of my most favorite shows. I am so excited for season two of that. Yeah. Like, that is the show. Yeah. Like, And just, like, she breaks some of the stereotypes, but, like, also incorporates the traditional college ones. So. Yeah. I really appreciated that. Yeah, that's a... She's doing great. And now we're going to, like, go back a little bit in time and talk about, you know, her book when she was kind of first making it big. So... Yeah, this book was 2011. Mm -hmm. New York Times bestseller. Yes. Yeah, and I think we're going to kind of be on, like, a Mindy train for a little bit, and we're going to go through all of her books. So I'm excited. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about the structure of the format that you read for this book? Yeah. Um, the Audible was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, her personality just, like, shines. Like, you can just, like, hear her voice the whole time. She's the one reading it. Um, and it's, I mean, it's quirky. It's hilarious. Like, especially with how the book was written, it, like, adds to it, I think. Yeah. Because then she had um, some, like, more voices in there, too. Like, BJ Novak mm-hmm. made an appearance and Michael Shore. Which I, I didn't like read that part of the book, so I don't know like how she did it. Like, um, but yeah, I I feel like if you're gonna get this book, I would go with the audio. Book. Yeah, just because like her voice and like her personality comes through more. Yep, yep. There's six parts to the book, um, and it's a little bit of everywhere. She yes. bounces around at the beginning, like it really much is like childhood stories mm-hmm. to. I guess, like, New York, her time in New York. Yeah. And then her time in Hollywood. And then from there, it's kind of a little... Like, a little bit of everything. Yep. With some, like, stories, advice. It, it, I think it had, like, a similar structure to Amy Poehler's book. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. It bounces around a lot. But then, like, there's some parts that are really good. I really like how she actually described it of... It's a book about romance, female friendship, unfair situations that I now feel funny in retrospect, unfair situations that I still don't find funny, <laughs> childhood heartbreak, and job, and job, and also calls it a part of um, essays and stories, and I think she calls it a, a placid, a piece, or a pl- pleasy, I can't remember what she <laughs> called it, a piece with a listy element. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it it did. You can tell like from each chapter, it almost seems like she sat down and was like, I'm going to write an essay about this topic. And it doesn't necessarily have to flow. And I bet like on the back end, like with editing, they kind of like intertwined. Yes. It but um, yeah, it, it is like a mix of like romance, friendship, career, random family shit. Like it's it's really good. Yeah, the the plister the plister whatever she called it <laughs> the pizza actually like <laughs> actually like summarizes it pretty well like when I 
listened to it the first time and then went back and started listening to parts over it that very much came out and was like oh yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> yeah so that's a bit of the structure um so now we're gonna kind of just go through and talk about things that we liked thought were interesting things that we learned about her that we didn't know before um so i i kind of tried to like make my notes like starting from the beginning and going through the end but she talks she first starts talking about um being in high school mm-hmm. which like this chapter or part of the book just brought me back and i was like oh my god fuck this <laughs> the jlmp yes the friend, friend group. group yeah and it's like it's so true like she talks about how like having certain friends at one point of your life is very you know works well and it works for you at that time but then everyone starts getting different interests and no one wants to like there's no way to like break up with your friend Mm -hmm. especially in high school where like every little thing is like the worst thing in the world and so she kind of talks about how like they kind of like she kind of stopped hanging out with them and she started hanging out with someone else who had more interest in like comedy her friend mavis And, um, yeah, it just brought me back to times where you're just, like, don't know how to deal with those types of situations. Absolutely. And, like, she calls Mavis her secret friend for the longest time. Yeah. And it's, like, a decisive, like, switch of, like, I'm not going to the Cheesecake Factory with JLMP (laughs) because I want to hang out with Mavis. And then you see her kind of shift. Yeah. But also it's, like, funny when they go to the mall and... She, like, sees the rest of the girls at the Cheesecake Factory. Like, they can see right in. And she gets, like, mad. But then, like, realizes, like, no. Like, Mavis is who I want to hang out with. Mm-hmm. It did make me upset that she doesn't keep in contact with Mavis anymore. Yeah. That was a little upsetting. But hopefully, maybe they've reconnected since then. The fact that she says that she is the person that she, like, wonders about. Like, she's like, I wonder about where she's at in life. And I hope everything's okay. I think that's enough. Yeah. You know, like you know, those relationships kind of fall through the cracks with time. But I like with the other friends that she, like, doesn't think about anymore. She's just like, I hope she, like, found a, like, horse to settle down with because she fucking loves horses. And, like, I hope that... That was so fucking weird. I know. (laughs) This is, like, kind of um, in general with the book. Like, I feel like she is really, like, straightforward and... Because I feel like with some books, they try to be like, oh my god, and I love everyone, and I'm like, want to give thanks to everyone. And she's like, gets straight to the point with how she like feels about people and doesn't have to sugarcoat anything, which I really liked. I agree with that. I think it fits her personality. And we'll talk about it with The Office too, I'm sure, but... Even, like, her relation with um, Kelly Kapoor. Yeah. And, like, how much they're different. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but there's, like, still some pieces, you know? Some pieces, Yeah. You take the best parts of everybody's personality and it's like the bluntness is there. Mm-hmm, for sure. Which I, I appreciate because I'm like, I don't want to know every single, like all the things you like about everyone. Like I want the dirt. That's mm-hmm. why I'm reading this. Um, yeah. What's what's one from the beginning of the book that um, I I mean, I think obviously her, like <laughs> I enjoyed her list of like things around exercise that she didn't enjoy one being frisbee i can relate yes i have that written down too i fucking hate frisbee why is everybody obsessed with frisbee i don't know and i'm like there's no way like i first of all don't like inanimate objects flying at me and a frisbee is the worst one because like how do you catch it 
Yeah, it's like painful when you catch it too. Yeah. Like maybe we just don't know how to catch frisbees, but it's so awkward. But it's so true. There's always at one point in your life someone who like tries to get you into frisbee, mm-hmm. and you're just like, can we not? Yeah. I I really related to that. Yeah. <laughs> I I appreciated all the stories as to like why she didn't like bike riding, why she didn't like ropes, why she doesn't like diving into pools, like. Every, like, every story was, like, a short story, but it w- it was just, like, so relatable as to, like, how she framed it and um, just overall, like, yep, I can see why you hate it. <laughs> the diving story, I was so mad for her, but it was so, so she's, like, at summer camp or some camp and she, like, climbs up this ladder to, like, stand on top of the diving board just because she wanted to, like, see. She didn't want to jump off the diving board and this stupid fucking camp counselors in the water and is like there's only one way down you have to jump in the water and she's like I don't want to and he's like you have to and she jumps in and like cuts the back of her leg open and the camp counselor's like please don't tell your parents <laughs> like that's all he can lesson learn there's yeah. people in authority you don't have to listen to yes I, I liked that kind of like life lesson like yes you're told to listen to adults but not every adult is going to say the right thing, so. Agree. Agree. <laughs> what do you got? Um, so going a bit more into um, when she's talking about, um, like, in when she went to college and how she kind of started getting into theater and comedy and things like that, um, she, like, quoted I think it was like Woody Allen or someone being like 80% is showing up and I think like she takes like I think she's that's like the part that she's really good at Mm -hmm. is showing up like all these things that she did I'm like I wouldn't have the balls to do that and she thinks that's the easy part of it and I'm like no that's actually the hardest part and I think she's really good at it yeah I mean we talked about that with the gym today like oh my god yeah it's really hard to get to the gym but it's not that bad once you're there mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and like I feel like that's the part that she's really good at she just puts herself out there moves to New York moves to Hollywood or whatever and is kind of just like yeah this is what I have it's pretty funny what do you think yeah <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated the Dartmouth like story and how she met Jocelyn and Brit- um, Brenda and or as she calls her brand mm-hmm. um i appreciated their relationship and like how much they really were like yeah. best friends um her and brenda especially and it felt good after hearing like her story with jlp and mavis like it felt good that she found like her group yeah she was like we were this like everyone thought we were lesbians <laughs> <laughs> they lived in a lesbian neighborhood yeah <laughs> and she i liked how she was like I've hung out with tall people like my whole life basically and so now I have like the confidence of a five foot ten woman <laughs> and I was like I I love that I love the one liner too when she's just like Jocelyn's like naturally pretty Hawaiian like comfortable being naked like could totally model whereas I lose like five pounds and I'm like maybe I should try out modeling I think relatable yeah relatable yeah I feel like throughout the book too Like, she definitely talks about, like, her issues with, like, body image and things like that. But overall, you can tell that she just is, like, so confident in herself. And I really like that. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, I think college was, like, a good step. And she also, like, owns who she is. Like, she likes fashion. She likes 
um, you know, putting her opinion out there. She's not afraid to, like, be feisty, you know, the whole thing. And she owns, like, she would love for this book to read, like, a magazine. Yeah. She loves magazines. Like, yeah. she doesn't shy away from these things that, like, people kind of not look down on, but, you know, consider basic in mm-hmm. modern day terms. <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, I'm basic and I'm here for it, so fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's, like, one part when she's in New York and she's, like, auditioning for, um, this role that is for an Indian woman. And so she's like, yes, like <laughs> Marty, 80% of the way there. And, um, she like does really good with the singing part. And then she has a dancing part. And I love how, like, whenever there's like a thing that she's like not prepared for or nervous about, she focuses on like what she's going to wear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like not the dance practice, yeah. not anything else. Like I have this perfectly pink tutu with yeah. <laughs> beautiful skirt and I show up and everybody else is in leggings and sports bras. Cool. Mm-hmm. She's like, at least I look the part. Yeah. I know. She's like, I was so nervous. So I went to this dance outlet clothing store. I'm like, mm, that's not what I would do. But I mean, fake it till you make it, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. It don't come naturally, right? Yeah. But definitely a lot of the stories of her and her friends um, when they first moved to New York, I was like, I'm so jealous. Like, this is, like, I mean, when you tell back those stories, you probably tell the, like, the good stuff. The good stuff. She does talk about, like, the cockroaches and everything, but um, she, she really just lived her best life. Yeah. I would love to see their apartment. They talk about living in a train car apartment, which is, like, a apartment where it's like literally modeled after a train car and you have to like walk through one room to get to the other <laughs> did you catch that Brynn and her had to share a bed yeah he's like we <laughs> and I I feel like they were like so close that like that's not an issue but I'm like oh my god that's my personal hell uh probably yeah yeah especially but... like now but they were super close and then yeah. Jocelyn had like a loft in her room what is a loft bed? Is it hanging off of the wall? No, it's like literally like, you know, in the dorms, like how you had like your um, desk, like under a bunk bed type of oh. thing. Oh. Yeah. That's so, she, she likes to sleep high up or something. Well, it's just maximize the space. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. for all the stuff that they claimed she had. <laughs> <laughs> What's something else you? Um, I loved, okay, so... She was the intern for Conan. Mm-hmm. I loved watching him. She said she didn't really work, but the one she had to like pick up side jobs. And I loved babysitting and hearing yes. about how she's perfect babysitting. One thing she did was ate all the turtle-shaped bagel bites. <laughs> and the little girl like said that her mom like asked who ate all the turtle-shaped bagel bites, and the little girl took took the like the blame for it. And Mindy responds with, "And you can never ever tell your mom." <laughs> She's the camp counselor now. She's the camp counselor. She's like, shh, no, it's fine. She can never find out. <laughs> she, she can never find out. You will take this to the grave. <laughs> but you could tell, like, that she was such a good baby. Like, and I feel like it's very underrated, like, how difficult babysitting can be. Yes. Because, like, kids are, like, either boring or annoying or insane. And just, like, how she was like, yeah. I would sit down with her for hours and we would talk about which NSYNC member would be the best husband. (laughs) And like, just, she was like, I was always available to listen Mm -hmm. and like dive deeper into whatever random thing that they wanted to talk about, which is such a skill. And you can see that that like shines 
through through the rest of her career too. I feel like yeah, that it seems like people really gravitated towards yeah. Her, so yeah, she talks about um, when she after interning at late night, then she also got a job as like um, a page on that like psychic show or whatever mm-hmm. and she was like yeah and then I would have their phone numbers after they were on the show and so they would call me for a follow-up to see you know if the psychic had seen anything else <laughs> and they hadn't but I would talk to them for hours and I was like again my personal hell yeah. like random strangers calling me to talk on the phone I know it's like I'm sorry for your loss but but yeah and it's like I'm like that is a very nice thing to do and maybe she got some comedy material from some of her conversations i would hope so i'm sure like some of those lend but at the same time i think she recognized it was like therapy for them yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> something coming from the ceiling <laughs> no, i thought it just got darker in here oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyways um the other thing <laughs> i think it was on that show the psychic show when she was her and the other intern took the G train, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This cracked me up so hard for yes. multiple reasons. But um, as they were interning, her and her friend Sarah, um, or not Sarah, her and her friend, I don't know. They, Colleague, they, someone. Yep. They rode the G train in and they called it exclusive because it was sketchy. Yeah. And um, they nicknamed it the rape train. <laughs> and then she was overheard she was overheard calling it the rape train and said, did you hear the G train added new stops? <laughs> and it was like stalking, like... It's like stalk. Stab. Stab. Punch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like basically like all these horrible things. And they're like, I don't know, main producer, page something, overheard them. And then they got a special car. They thought they were going to get written up for sexual harassment. And turns out they're like, if you feel that unsafe, we're going to buy you a car to like take you to and from work. And like everybody is jealous. And it was like way more in cost to do that than to just than to pay, pay them. them. Yeah. And you could tell that like, I could see like the other girl in the room being like, oh my God, I can't believe they're doing this. Like, and Mindy being like, you know, I did feel unsafe. <laughs> and... I, I appreciate this town car. I'm also going to take it to the laundromat. Yeah. So thank you. And they were like, oh, you need a ride home? Sure, peasant. Yes. Come join Come me in my, my car. car. <laughs> yeah, that was, I was like, what is going to happen? Because I was like, oh gosh, she's going to get fired. But it took a turn for the best. One thing I will say related to that, as she's like describing the story about like, it's a rape joke. Like, yeah. We, very non-PC. We understand that. But yeah. One of the things she says is, like, Sarah Silverman can make, um, (laughs) you know, these kind of jokes, but we can't. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, living in a post-Sarah Silverman era, and I'm, like, cracking up inside because it is, like, Sarah Silverman has tried to come back a couple times. Yeah. And so it was, like, funny to make that joke, and then in the same breath, like, she goes on about the importance of Benefer, (laughs) and I'm, like, ah. Future Mindy is going to be elated. I know. I was thinking that at the same time. I was like, they get back together. I know. 
And the same thing, Mindy also talks about how she wishes there was an all-female Ghostbusters. Yeah. I looked it up. She was not a writer or okay. involved in this project. But what a fucking letdown. I know. I was like, she is predicting, like, a lot of things. That's why I, like, love going back and, like, reading, like, not super old books, but, like, from 10 years ago, like, about pop culture and stuff. And it's like The Simpsons, how they predict things. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the Ghostbusters one, I mean, I'm sure she has to feel a little bit of a letdown after writing it in her book in 2011. Yeah. That in 2016, they did not let her on this movie. <laughs> she had better things to do. She was writing sex likes with college girls and stuff. Yeah. Um, Like, also talking about the culture of New York when she was there, she talks about, like, how there was, like, this huge sex in the city culture. And it was, like, anytime you said something, like, someone would be like, oh, my God, you're such a Samantha. You're such a Charlotte. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I remember it being huge. Yeah, I think even still, like, if you're yeah. in New York, it's, like, it's still semi-relatable. And also, like, it was just the picture of what New York life was. Yeah, and people are just, like, standing around trash. Like, it's not... That's not what New York is like. Not what you think it is. <laughs> Maybe, you know, 18% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then kind of like, so she did that like psychic show or whatever. And then it sounds like her and Brenda were kind of like, let's do something more creative with our time. Let's, you know, do something that can help with our career. And that's when they wrote a play. Matt and Ben. Which is like, at first when they were talking about it, like how they would like kind of joke around and like one of them would pretend to be Ben and one would pretend to be Matt and just like talking to each other when they're getting ready and stuff. I'm like, this, it's funny, but it's so stupid. And then the fact that they made an entire play about it, I'm like, well done. Well done. <laughs> well done. And not only that, it like won awards at the International yeah. French Press. I looked it up. I was looking for like photos of it to see them like dressed up as Matt and Ben. Um, so backstory, they did not pay any other actors because they didn't have money. So they played the roles themselves and they borrowed clothes from Britain's brother <laughs> to dress up like the, the, the guys. And they completely had no backstory on outside of like just their general knowledge of Matt and Ben and then just made yeah. up these stories about them which i find like fucking hilarious like i wonder if matt and ben went i do too or maybe like watched a recording or something i would have just loved like the first interaction between mindy and like because i know she was in something with matt damon oh and so i would love to just like see you he's like yeah nice mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so like this is how you made it mm-hmm. <laughs> oh and then on one of the nights she accidentally full-on punched her co-star in the face. But it only helped to sell tickets. Yeah, yeah. It broke, broke Bryn's nose in the fight scene that they, like, choreographed and, like, failed on. I just, I, like, couldn't imagine just, like, being on stage in front of people being like, oh, my God, you fucking punched me. Like, <laughs> I would have cried. Yeah. <laughs> the last time, like, someone hit me in the nose and it started bleeding, I screamed so loud. <laughs> I, I've, I've never been punched in the face, and I hope I live my entire life without getting punched in the face play contact sports man oh no it's like accidental but it sucks yeah all the same no that's why i i stay in my own lane with my <laughs> golf club or 
Yeah. No one touched me. It really took off, though. Outside, I mean, they did the International Friends Fest. They started playing at uh, Off-Broadway, PS122. And then uh, <laughs> hearing about how they tanked in the Denver like comedy festival. Oh, yeah, the Aspen Film Fest. Yeah. Yeah. I could totally see that. Just a bunch of old white people like, what is this? Mm-hmm. That's a woman. Why are they dressed like a man? <laughs> Just not understanding. And then when she's like talking about all that and like she talks about um, like a possible pilot for another show, like oh, after yeah. her. Mindy and Brenda. Mindy and Brenda. But throughout while she's talking about all this, she'll drop little things about the office. And I was like listening, like, just talk, tell me <laughs> tell me about how you got the job on the office and everything. But um, Well, she did mention like um, the, the pilot didn't get picked up, but that's when she like got the chance to do the the six episode writing yeah. for The Office. Yeah, it was like there was going to be this show called Mindy and Brenda and it was going to be kind of based off their lives, but then the whatever shit pr- shit production company was like, "Actually, you guys have to audition for the parts, but we're obviously not going to we're cast you. Cast hot models instead." Yeah, who aren't funny and, and <laughs> who can't really relate to some of your experiences. Yeah. And then she, it ended up not going. And I think she's like so thankful that that didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, it it was kind of crazy because if that did take off, she would not have been able to write for the office. Yeah. And then she gets into the larger part of the book, which is about the office, which I was super excited about. And she starts with talking about her first meeting with Greg Daniels, which I thought was funny too, because again, she's like, Instead of being like, oh my god, he was amazing, and he gave me all the soft hearts in a day. She's like, yeah, he's really kind of quiet, and like has these long, awkward silences, and I shit myself. (laughs) (laughs) And I I like the um, vulnerability with that. Yeah, she's like, all right, we had a two-hour meeting, but there was probably only 16 minutes of real conversation. Yeah, (laughs) and she's like, he gave me like MapQuest directions to this diner I should go to. But yeah, she um, she gets more into like, you know, how everyone on the cast is great, and like that Steve Carell is actually is the nicest person in the world. Um, but then she gives like some like information that's like so funny that I loved, like about like after the award shows, like the gift bags that oh, they yeah. would get and their total <laughs> shit. I was like. Love that. That makes me a lot happier. Yeah. Yeah. Like coffee pods that only work in like certain coffee makers. Like mechanical pencil. (laughs) Like a girdle. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Come on, Emmys. I really also enjoyed the, how much she fought with Greg. Yeah. Yeah. That was entertaining. Like she, they would like, I don't know. They saw like two cats fighting or whatever. And they're like, oh, just thought that was Greg and Mindy fighting again. Yeah. And it got so bad one time, Greg actually told her, like, if you don't like it, you can walk out or whatever. And she did. She walked out. She went to go get her nails done. She was like, fuck this, fuck you, grabbed her stuff, walked out. (laughs) And then the nail salon basically, like, shamed her, like... Like, you got fired? You know work today? Yeah. Like, (laughs) you should go back to work. And she's like, fuck, yeah, no, I should go back. But it... I mean, I could definitely, like, I mean, from what she says about how Greg Daniels' personality was, like, he was much more cognitive and just, like, a little bit more, like, reserved, and she's obviously, like, the opposite, where I could see them butting heads a lot, but I can't imagine, like, 
the office without her being a writer because you can tell that there's certain like female oriented comedic gold that would have never come out of the group of the other four guys you know yeah I in looking at the photo there's photos in the book if you do get the paper book or, or hardback they include all the writers and it was like I don't know 18 20 people and there yeah. was four women yeah like throughout the entire yeah mm-hmm. she and and she talks about she's like it when I was being Kelly like I couldn't be on the other side like kind of being in charge of how everything is portrayed so it seems like she felt like she definitely had like a big part in the office but I feel like for her a bigger part was being a writer yeah it definitely shined and like she talks about that like she can't she can't do both yeah right um I also really like that she's like you know if you want a part write it for yourself yeah and I think that's where you see a little bit shine through not only like in the mountain men but also with the office mm-hmm. we all know Kelly Kapoor yeah and we all can like hear Mindy and also like see that in her character there mm-hmm. yeah I, I'm pretty sure like the first couple episodes they had her dressed like very like drab and she's like no <laughs> like she's gonna love this. like shopping and stuff because I want to wear cute clothes when I'm on TV I'm like <laughs> yeah that's great because you're a writer and you can make that happen I know the same like basic energy came through in Kelly Kapoor towards the end you know mm-hmm. yeah so anything else from the office part that you <laughs> I will just like this is just a general statement she like makes fun of rain all the time yeah. and I'm like is this real or is this not and I'm like I can't tell if this is like an elaborate long scheme like I'm just gonna trash rain Wilson and like it's gonna be hilarious which I could see or do they actually hate each other right I have no idea it could go both ways and either way I would be like want to know more about it yeah yeah <laughs> and then one other like little short story is like her um and the two other Angela and Pam mm-hmm. um <laughs> they all try to go to a party and, during season one and they don't get let in because they're not like high status enough as they watch like the One Tree Hill cast walk in Gosh. right beside them. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. And I mean, they they made their way. And I feel like she talks a lot about too, like how people kept being like, oh, is it going to make it? Is it going to be like rebooted for season two and stuff? And then now looking back, it's just like, oh, <laughs> like if you only knew. I loved, she talks a little bit about dating and yeah. she talks about this guy that she dated that like basically told her like, oh, it's not going to get renewed. And then like basically by the end of like the third or fourth date with him, he makes it very clear that he doesn't like the office and all this yeah. stuff. And I'm like, like, did you go on a date with her just so you could talk shit about her career dude that happens yeah it's real weird i don't know it's like a weird kink or something you guys have <laughs> like let me just go on the date so i can tell them all the fucking things wrong with it yeah god men are trash i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> jk i love men <laughs> but yeah she's like this is the first man i dated was he the man for me no but he he had a house <laughs> it had furniture and some art on the wall, and I don't need a man to be committed to me, but I need a man who could be committed to life. Yes. That doesn't live out of a backpack, and, like, I know that, like, if I call their home phone next week, they might be there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I liked, um, I liked her, um, stories about dating, and then also her advice to men. Every single one, I was like, can I get this laminated and, like, handed out, like, <laughs> at the bus stop? Like, 
wearing like having a nice one nice cologne and wearing it like every day yes so like like you know you have like a scent like i love like being like oh i know that smell of this person um <laughs> to haunt them <laughs> yes forever <laughs> Don't wear it when you're dating, haunt them, or do it when you're, like, official. Yes. <laughs> and then she's like, own two good pairs of shoes. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, yes, these are simple things, but I love the advice. A pair of Converse that you need to re- replace every year. Because they smell <laughs> like shit. <laughs> yeah, I we should find that whole list. That was a good one. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, there was, like, one other thing that was really good. On, she had, like, some good lists, too, about... um. She had like terms for a best friend. Yes. Yes. Like, like, this is so cute. Like, when we go on vacation together and there is like, we are going to sleep in the same bed. Yeah. Like, there's no reason we should not sleep in the same bed. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're depressed, I will be there for you, but I will complain about it. <laughs> if you're sick, I am required to go to the CVS and get you all the medication. <laughs> <laughs> I also really enjoyed the point where she was like, um, I can ditch you for a one night stand, but I must also tell this guy how much I love you in return. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I thought that like all of her things were like super fair Mm -hmm. and things that everyone wants to say, like, and be upfront about, but like so many girls are just kind of like, oh no, I'm busy tonight. Like, it's like, (laughs) just be like, I'm hanging out with the guy. Yeah. And it's fine. I feel like now, I mean, we're at an age now that we're like, yeah. This is what we're doing. Yeah. We don't give a shit. But definitely being younger, it's like you go through that phase of like, oh, I don't want you to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, I will always have your weird maxi pads at my house. <laughs> Even though no one wears them anymore, I will have them for you. <laughs> That's a level. That's a level. That is a, a – and then she's like, if you die, I will take care of your kids. <laughs> and they will like Indian food? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I love this so much. Same. Um, and then she talks, so, I mean, she goes through, um, a lot of stuff on when she worked on the office, and then she also talks about when she was a guest writer for Saturday Night Live, and then we get a shout out, Amy Poehler. I feel like she, like, gives her the most praise out of anyone in the book. Yeah, she really, like, talked about, um, she shared an office with Kristen Wiig and really wanted to be, like, friends with Kristen. She has, like, this whole, like, made-up scenario in her head. That she talks about, and then it, like, never happens because Kristen's too busy being, like, the main star of SNL yeah. at the time. Which I thought was hilarious, but then Amy, like, just kind of makes her way in. <laughs> She's like, hey, so are you hanging out with us all tonight? She's like, oh, yeah, totally. I'm just going to wait here, and we'll walk together. I was like, oh, that is so sweet. It sounds like Mindy needed that, too, yeah. because I don't think she would have truly went. Yeah, she would have Irish goodbye right out of there. <laughs> I love when she talks about Irish goodbyeing. Honestly, the her friend calls her out at a party where he's like, "You're you're leaving," and she's like, "No, I'm not." I, you know, she talks about all the reasons or all the ways you can do it, and one of the ways is like, "Oh, I gotta get something out of my car." She's like, "Oh, I left my glove compartment open in my car. I gotta go, and then I think I have to go to the bathroom." And they're like, "You're fucking leaving." Yeah. And she's like, well, would I leave my jacket here if I was leaving? <laughs> $17 forever, 21 jacket. Bye. <laughs> I'm like, that's so on my level. I'm like, I will pay to leave. Yes. Even though I chose to come to this social event, I would 
pay to go home early. <laughs> uh, I appreciated that. I also really appreciated um, <laughs> when she's talking to her friend about like a one night stand. Yeah. And she's like her herself is just like, I just don't think that's for me. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But she's like talking to her friend as they describe a one night stand. And she's like, define hooking up though. Like, <laughs> and then she's giving all these like murder situations, basically like ruining the story. Cause she can't like basically contain herself of like, you just let this man into your apartment so he can kill you. <laughs> yeah. Which I totally related with her kind of, explanation of why a one night stand doesn't work for her because she's like the whole like exciting fun part is like getting to know them and like the you know kind of tension in the beginning of like and if you just skip right to that part and then don't talk to them afterwards it's like that's not where I'm getting my satisfaction from yeah um and then she's like and also they might murder you (laughs) like I am gonna die skeptical of who you let in yeah no, it's it's fair. Um, what other parts? The fitting. Yes. Um, she yeah. goes on about fashion, and there's a lot of references to her weight. Mm-hmm. She talks about it right away in the beginning about being a chubby, um, chubby kid growing up, and um, people that made fun of her. Yeah. Uh, Duante, fuck you. I also like that too. That she's like, yeah, I'm a size eight. I'm like, oh my god, like, yeah, you're not chubby. Like, you're normal. <laughs> Like coming from a girl that used to be a size eight and now I'm not. Girl, you're doing fine. I'm like, you're doing great. <laughs> she has like almost a whole section about like fashion and, and yeah. weight. And that's one of them. Um, the fitting, it's her and Ellie. Um, Kemp. Ellie Kemp, yes. Yeah. I was going to say King and I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> Ellie Kemp are going to do a photo shoot together for the office. And in the, in the photo shoot, this guy, uh, stylist... Only bring size zero dresses. All sample sizes. That's like, did you do any research? Right? Did, did you just bring, like, that's so stupid to me. Such a dick move. And yeah. like, I think it's like more talked about, more frowned upon now. But yeah. like for years, that's been like the status quo. If you weren't a zero, you were basically like shamed into wearing like bag dress. And it's like, and then she's like, so they brought all size zeros, and then they had this one, like, bag dress. Navy and I'm shift like, dress. did they do that on purpose? Because that's, like, what they wanted her to wear. Or is it the only one that was, like, maybe meant to be, like, a loose fit, and that's yeah. the only one that she could, like, fit in? I would have been, like, the way she handles this, though, is comical. And amazing. Yes. Like, I wish I would have the balls, but I would be like, no, it's fine. I'll wear this. It looks great. <laughs> no, I don't think I would have the balls because I don't like to rock the boat that yeah. much. But basically, she goes, like, she goes to the bathroom. She's, like, upset. She's crying. And <laughs> there's no toilet paper to, like, wipe her tears. So she goes to the next stall. There's none in there. She goes to the next stall. There's literal shit on the wall <laughs> smeared saying, like, <laughs> This is bull. This school is bullshit. Oh yeah, because the photo shoot was like in a in a high, in like an elementary school. Yeah, and yeah. then she's like, "This this is bullshit. This is bullshit." <laughs> so she, it gives her the confidence though to like go out there and be like, "Um, this dress, one that she like liked, um, but was a size zero, is the dress I'm going to wear." And the guy basically is like, "Are you dumb? We only like <laughs> we can't fit you into that." And it's like, "Well." We only have a little bit of time, so the seamstress better get to, get to work. work. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, um, 
don't think we can do that either. And she's like, well, this is the only thing that I'm going to feel comfortable in. Yeah. Which, like, good move. And she, like, points it out, too. She's like, I knew exactly what I was doing. I'm like, it, that's how you, you say you're uncomfortable as a woman. Mm-hmm. And, like, mountains will move. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hopefully that, like, shamed that man enough. But also. And then they ended up having to, like, they just, like, cut the dress and then, like, put... Black, black canvas, like, from the stage curtain. Yeah, like, on the back. And, like, she, she's, like, from the front, I looked amazing. Like, <laughs> the back was a different story. But, like, I'm, like, good for you for standing up for yourself and not... Because she would have, like, looked back on that moment for, like, at that picture. And, yeah, yeah, she would have, like, hated it. Um, now she can look back at that picture and be like, ha, I got my way. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, the, it is a shorter book. It is. Four, five hours audio, four hours and 57 minutes. Yeah. Um, very quick read, so. And she says, she's like in the beginning of the book, she's like, if this is something that you're reading for like two months, like put it down and you have other issues. Like you should get through this book in like one to two days. <laughs> this isn't the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It's Harry Potter. <laughs> so it was kind of like, it was nice because it was like, could listen to it in like two days, read it in two days. And then it like, I'm excited to go on to the next books, Mm -hmm. um, to see how her kind of thoughts have developed, um, through her career, becoming a mom. Like, I really want to learn more about her romantic life. (sighs) Yeah. I just hope her and BJ Novak get together. Oh my gosh. I would die. Kelly and Ryan just running off into the sunset together. But I feel like it's, like, meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> Any picture of them together, I'm like, yes. I know. I'm like, and then, like, when they comment on each other's, like, social media, I'm like, yes, I love this. But I think they're, I, I think they're like, very good friends. Yeah, they really are good friends. I mean, after working so closely together, how could they not be? Yeah. All right. The return. The return of two truths and a lawsuit. I tried to find things that, like because you've read all of her books so like I try to find like very obscure things but you're probably gonna read the next one yet oh really okay great Mm -hmm. all right so number one Mindy Kaling's name her first name is Vera and Mindy is her middle name Mm, false (laughs) (laughs) next (laughs) um this one's kind of sad. Um, Kaling lost her mom the day before it was announced that the Mindy Project had been greenlight for Fox. Um, when the show's finale season was announced, Kaling found out that she was pregnant with her daughter. False. I don't think she had her own daughter. It's two truths in a lawsuit. So there's one thing that, <laughs> that is wrong. <laughs> Shit. And there's two Shit. things that are right. I thought she adopted. Maybe not. Okay. Um... And, um, for a while, um, Mindy was a blogger, um, and she had a blog that was called, uh, Things I Bought That I Would Wear on the Street. Okay. The first two are true. That one's false. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) She did have a blog, um... But it was called Things I Bought That I Love. So yes, her first name is actually Vera. And Mindy is her middle name. And then um, it is true about 
losing her mom with the green light of Mindy Project and then having her daughter. So some fun facts, but thank you. Thank good job, you. good job, good job. <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to be able to get you on this one. <laughs> <laughs> that was close, though. I, I truly thought she like adopted or something, but it, I think I remember now they thought it was like either a surrogate or a sperm donor. And there was, like, rumors about BJ Novak being the potential father. Oh, yeah. I feel... I haven't, like, looked into, um, like, things with her family. And I, I'm hoping in the next book she, she'll get into it more. Yeah, I'm excited to read the next one. Mainly because, like, this one was her background, but, like, kind of aimless. So yeah. the next one being titled Why Not Me makes me think that there's, like, more of, like, a... yeah gusto movement towards that yeah and a bit more of like because i do like the format of this where it's kind of a little bit all over the place but i want some more meat yes something a little heavier yes um, but i still like the five hour book so hopefully that's in the same mood i i think it might be i don't know um but overall thoughts um i'm gonna give the book <laughs> probably like a lower rating than you think i would give it oh. um i'm only gonna give it like a Two seven three zero, um, that range because. It's like my GPA. I like risk. <laughs> College, what up? <laughs> um, no, I give it that because I read the book and then I'm like, mm, like I know who Mindy is, but like, yeah. what do I remember? And it's like, oh, it's just like one liners that I really enjoyed. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah, I think I'm like around three. Three and a half. No, three. Yeah. I'll give the audible on the reading um, a four, seven. Thank you, Mindy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I. The thing that I liked the most is, I mean, I definitely don't relate to her on some things, but then mm -hmm. other things I feel like so relatable to her about. Um, just like how kind of like sensitive she can be and emotional and like how, like I... All the one-liners that she had about that, I was just like, I really um, felt like I could sympathize and empathize with it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what is to come. Same, same. I really like, I really like the way she writes and it's really, truly like her thoughts as they come. Yeah, I think this is like great book if you have like a three to four day beach vacation mm -hmm. it's light you can fit it in your purse bring you it on the beach about finishing a book on vacation yes like, yeah that's uh, what i would like to recommend for this book agree all right that's so it. yeah i mean we're gonna get into her next book for probably two weeks from now we'll post some great pictures on the instagram um of mindy kaling throughout her career um, maybe we'll try to keep it to like the timeline of this book. So in the future we can post other ones, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, thanks for tuning in to biography with me and have a good one. Bye. Bye. Those waveforms do not look good. Those look kind of scary. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs>